It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weitz, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Happy Football Friday as we get started with high school football, college football, NFL football, all through the weekend. It is finally here, and I am so glad, Aaron. I am too. Great day. It's a great day. You get high school tonight. And a lot of it on our group of stations. Then you get college football day tomorrow, including Baylor and Texas, starting at 2.30 with the kickoff show with Matt Mosley and Drake Toll. Then at 4.30, it's the Baylor alumni tailgate show with John and JJ and Ricky with kickoff just after 6.30 tomorrow. And we will have about 12 hours of Baylor coverage (laughs) starting at 2.30 tomorrow. On ESPN. And on our sister station, UMHB, will be in uh, at Crusader Stadium celebrating the 10th anniversary of Crusader Stadium as McMurray comes into town and the first conference game for the Crusaders over on Fox Sports Central Texas, a 5.30 pregame and a 6 o'clock kickoff. Tonight, you can get your feel of high school football across our airwaves right here on ESPN uh, Central Texas, you'll have the Robinson Rockets over on Fox. You'll have the Temple Wildcats and on 104.9 China Spring and on 101.3 Lorena. And then immediately following the games, you'll be able to hear the Friday Night Lights scoreboard show right here on ESPN Central Texas, getting you scores from around the area and, of course, around the state, including the top 10 in each classification. Speaking of high school football, how about the Belton Tigers right now? 5-0 and with a win on a Thursday night football, getting a 35-27 win over Pflugerville Hendrickson. Uh, this this Tiger football team is is absolutely rolling right now. Yeah, and they've, uh, they've won close games. They've had games where they jumped out to a lead. They've won in a few different ways, but... The main thing is they keep winning. You're right. They they look like like they got a shot to have a really really special year. Thirty five to nineteen over Pflugerville last night. Sorry, I read that wrong, but uh, that puts them at five and zero. Oh, and wow, that that's that's a that's a great start for the Tigers. It really is. Coach Sniffen's done a great job over there uh, in in a very short time. Uh, other games last night in college football: Georgia State and Coastal Carolina. I know that. Aaron stopped down for that. 30-17 to <laughs> 17 for Georgia State to get the win last night in college football. And Pulled the upset. Yeah, how about that? It was, uh, I believe Coastal Carolina was about a six-point favorite in mm-hmm. that game, and I thought that was probably too low. But I was honest enough with myself to say, you know what, I really don't know that much about it. It mm-hmm. looks wrong because Coastal Carolina is usually pretty good, but I don't know anything about those teams. And uh that kind of played out because Coastal Carolina got beat. Some college football coming up tonight. How about Wisconsin and Purdue kicking off at 6 o'clock? That's a chance to be a good game. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't doing high school football, I'd probably stop down on that for a little while. Yeah, I, I, there's a four games tonight, and they're all pretty mm-hmm. decent. Match. There's no like matchups where you say, "Oh no, I'm not, I'm not watching a second of that." There's there's some that are better than others, but it's four pretty good games tonight. NC State at Virginia, Boise State. I can watch this one because it's at San Diego State, and it's not on the blue field. I refuse to watch a game <laughs> on the blue field. Sorry. Uh, so that one kicking off at nine thirty, and then Air Force. And San Jose State, and I I hope I get to catch a little bit of this when I get out of the press box tonight and get home uh, before I have to uh, get ready to get up and, and head to Belton tomorrow for the UMHB game because I like watching Air Force play. I like watching Navy play. I like watching Army play. Uh, those, those military institutions, I just enjoy watching them play because there's more times than not, they're so disciplined and they just – they play really, really good football. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. All right, so there's your schedule for college football coming up tonight. In the NFL last night. We saw that firsthand, by the way. <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. the Baylor's bowl game last year. Yes. I, 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 try to, I try to kind of section those memories in my brain to where they don't pop up. But, you know, when we start talking about Air Force, mm-hmm. I was like, did I mention it? Of course. You got to mention it. Yeah, but, I mean, that – and that – that proves your point. Like when you don't see that offense as good, a defensive coordinator as Ron Roberts is, you know, one of the best in the country. And he just, they just couldn't figure him out. Didn't have an answer. Nope. They could not stop him. It's, it's very difficult to get ready for something like that in a short period of time. It really is when you don't see it all the time. Uh, in the NFL last night, 49ers get the win over the Giants 30 to 12. Look, the Giants just aren't very good. I'm sorry, but I, I I think the 49ers are a good football team, but I heard some national <laughs> talk today that the 49ers are, and the Eagles are head and shoulders better than the Dallas Cowboys. This is not a homer talking. I, I need to see it, and we'll get a chance in a couple of weeks. That's exactly and, right. And if they're right, tip of the cap. But I just I don't buy it yet. I don't think they're head and shoulders above the Cowboys. Uh, it, they may beat the Cowboys, but they're, not, they're saying it's a – Three touchdown game. There's, oh I, God! I, well, whoever said that should be fired. Yeah, I mean, really, there's that, no way. It, there's one thing to like try. That's even beyond like trying to have a hot take. That's just stupid. <laughs> I mean, it really is. That's just stupid. I, I don't you, see it. Whoever said that, and I don't, I don't care who it is. Whoever said that should should not be doing sports talk because you're not adding anything. No, you're just trolling, and it's not even a good troll because it's not realistic. Nobody's mm-hmm. beating Dallas by three touchdowns this year, unless. Dak gets hurt and Micah Parsons gets hurt or, you know, things like that. This Dallas team is too good. Now, they may get beat. They're going to lose some games, obviously. They're not going to go undefeated. But is San Francisco going to blow them out? I I would be willing to bet that they won't. Same thing with the Eagles. And we like you said, we get to see. They play San Francisco, and obviously they play the Eagles twice, so we will find out. But that's that's even beyond Stephen A., Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. Done. Yeah, that, that's just clickbait. <laughs> it really is. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, it's one and, of the worst takes I've it, ever if, heard. If it happens, okay, I'll, I'll give I'll you props. I'll crow, and I have no worries that I'm going to have to eat crow No, that. no. Uh, NFL scheduled this week. Uh, any games jump off the page? Uh, I'll tell you one that does for me that I'm really intrigued about uh, is the Bills and the Commanders or – Washington. I'm I'm just not going to say Commanders. The Bills in Washington. 
I, I think this has a chance of being a, a really, really good football game. Uh, I don't. You don't? I, no, I think, I think Buffalo rolls them pretty easily. I don't think so. I just I think Washington is better than we think they are. I think their, their defense is playing pretty well, uh, and, and their offense is starting to figure things out. And uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I think this has a chance to be a pretty good football game. Other than that, I, I don't know that I – Monday night could be fun with the Eagles and Buccaneers, um, two undefeated teams. I, I want to see if Baker Mayfield can keep this thing rolling in Tampa Bay. And, you know, let's, let's see if the Eagles get tested a little bit. Uh, the Rams in, in Cincinnati – we don't know if Joe Burrow is going to play or not because of that calf injury. And I, he, they say he re-injured it. I'm not real sure he ever got well he from didn't. it. He yeah. didn't. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty obvious by the way he played because yeah. he's he, – if you've ever watched him, you know he is ten times better than what how he's played in the first two games. Mm-hmm. And that injury would do that to a quarterback. It, 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 can, it, can, it would completely – it can completely it ruin your game. Yeah. It lingers. You can't – plant real well mm-hmm. you obviously can't move as well and you have the risk of re-injury and I think that showed in the first two games he was not Joe Burrow I was uh you know the best game on the schedule for me this week mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't have the same luster because they're both 0-2 but I think that's more who they started the season playing but the Chargers and the Vikings is going to be an absolute shootout it yeah I, I I agree, with that. Score I agree with that. They're going to score probably over 70 points in that game. The only, I think the Chargers, and again, this is going to sound like a homer call, but <laughs> I, they're not using Quentin Johnson the way I think they well, were going to use Quentin Johnson or why they're not using him as much. Kellen Moore is just not including him in the offense right now. He's not as involved. I think if they do, this Chargers team could be a whole lot better. And I don't think it's because people are taking him out of the game, but I haven't really watched a whole lot of film yet. I I haven't watched a ton of film. I've watched some, but I've read the the snap counts and mm-hmm. the you know routes run, and he's just not playing for some reason. He they they uh, Palmer is their number three receiver, so uh, Quentin Johnson just isn't seeing the field that much. I think he's only. I don't get it. I don't either. I, I'll have to look exactly. I don't want to throw out a number and it be way off but his snap count was really low for both games really yeah. okay well that that explains a little bit of it but uh i'm Kellen Moore. i get that i get that guy involved in my offense in a hurry because he can make a difference absolutely and and again i'm biased i get it i don't care <laughs> right but, but i also know but you can't tell me that he but i also know when i see a good wide receiver with the skills that he has that he's able to play well and you can't tell me that he doesn't bring more to the team when he's on the field than than Josh Palmer does. He, absolutely he just absolutely does. does. Yeah, There's if no, nothing no else is a decoy. Absolutely. So yeah, hope and that's that may just be how certain coaches deal with rookies. Uh, it may be that he struggled in training camp, but I think his snap count will go up as the season goes, and I think by midseason he'll have replaced Palmer. At, as the number three receiver, at least. Oh, I, would, I, think, I would think so. Yeah, I think he'll end up having a good year, but just off to a slow start. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, but I think that, that that's 
if he can get involved in the game, I think that they could beat the Vikings. Absolutely. Per, th- pretty well. Yeah, I, that's going to be a fun game to watch because neither one of those defenses – well, both those defenses are terrible. There's no other way to say it. I was going to try to be nice, but there's no reason to. Why? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> both those t- all defenses are terrible, and both of those offenses are top ten in the league and, and maybe top five. So I'm looking forward to that game. And the other game I'm looking forward to this weekend is on the opposite end of the spectrum, and it I never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but – I'm looking forward to the Falcons and the Lions. Falcons 2-0 and in the season. The Lions are 1-1. and And we still don't know if either team is any good. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be your kind of game. The, the Lions will throw the ball a lot, but they also like to run it. And you know that Atlanta likes to run it. Oh, they got Robinson, <laughs> and he's already got you know, 29 carries, 180 yards. And that's with Tyler Algier mm-hmm. having great production, too. I think Tyler Algier – is probably pretty close to that with with carries and yards. I think they're pretty even right now as far as carries and yards. Uh, Bijan Robinson has more catches, but yeah, they are going to run the ball and they do it really well. I think that's going to be a really really good game. Should be a lot of fun. Also, one other game on the spectrum. How about the Cowboys and the Cardinals? Cowboys get some awful news yesterday in practice as Diggs is lost for the season. We'll talk to Kyle Yeomans and find out exactly what the Cowboys do now with that secondary as the press box continues right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The West Coaches Show with David Woodard is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, Chevy of West, Socorro Ford, Triple S Sports, West Rentals. West Trojans open district play at Whitney. Coach, the Wildcats jumped out to a 19-0 lead at the half, and it looks like he had some trouble defending the deep pass in that first half. Uh, yeah, you know, we did. Uh, you know, they, they do such a good job offensively of, of being able to stretch the field horizontally and vertically, and then, yeah, create some matchup problems. And, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't do a really good job uh, being able to play some of that stuff. And so, uh, you know, it's been a focus of work this week to, to get better at doing those things. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, our, our work will pay off. The offense did get on the board in the second half, thanks in part to some work on the special teams. You know, we did. You know, we, we work really hard on special teams to make sure that we, we uh, we're, we're pretty good in that. And, uh, you know, we're able to recover a fumble on kickoff and, you know, and get a short field and, and, and get a field goal in there. But, uh, you know, offensively, we got we got to get better in the red zone. We, we're still not real good there. Uh, you know, moving the ball pretty well between the 20s, just not being able to finish drives. And so, uh, you know, hopefully we, we, we can, uh, you know, start accomplishing that goal and, and get better at getting some points. Was it Aiden Green who came up with a third-quarter interception and gave you some other chance at points? It was, yes. You know, we had a couple of picks late in there. We had, we had one in the third quarter, and then Kai Cook had one late, too. And, uh, you know, we had some opportunities to score, and we just we just couldn't capitalize on those. And so we got to do a better job of, of uh, when we get opportunities to score, you know, capitalizing on those. And, uh, you know, you know that's going to be a big part of work this week. You're back at home this week taking on Dallas Madison. What can you tell me about those Trojans? You know they're they're a really good football team as well. You know much improved over last year. They're 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 really athletic and uh, you know it's it's going to be a tough task for us. We've got to make sure that we prepare uh, this week and and clean up our messes that we have and and that they get better at the things that we need to get better at and and able to be able to uh, you know to go out and, and give ourselves a good chance to to, to get a win this week. ESPN Central Texas. 
This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes the difference. difference. At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive-thru service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lifts, ditch switch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco. Free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-Alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815. Franklin Avenue in Waco, La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colton Ford. 
And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Holgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Berg Holgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Berg Colgen Ford. Experience better at Berg Colgen Ford. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas on this Football Friday. Joining us now is from the Dallas Cowboys Network, Mr. Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are we on this Football Friday? Doing fantastic. The Cowboys are 2-0, and a little less fantastic with Trayvon Diggs' injury results yesterday. But uh, other than that, I mean, everything's good on a Football Friday. Let's start there. Trayvon Diggs out for the season, and this Cowboys defense – is it going to be able to survive at the level that we thought that they might be without Diggs in it? No, uh, they can't survive, but are they going to be at the level that they would have been with Trayvon Diggs? Absolutely not. I mean, he's got a skill set that is, uh, that is elite for a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a shutdown corner. He's a, a ball magnet, ball hawk, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he's been the NFL leader over the last two years in interceptions and passes defended 15 picks 30 38 passes defended over the last two seasons both in both or most in both categories in the league and you can't just replace that you can't just pull that off the street and expect for uh one of these other guys to to have that same sort of impact uh is this defense good enough to still make some noise absolutely uh this defense still has a chance to be historically great mostly because of the pass rush up front and the depth that you have in the secondary. You're going to make some adjustments. Uh, Jordan Lewis will play in the slot. Now Deron Bland from the slot goes to the outside. He'll play on the perimeter. And then, of course, you made the addition of, of Stephon Gilmore in the offseason, and you hope he's uh, able and ready to, to take over that number one cornerback spot like he has throughout his career. So you'd feel better about if this injury would have happened now as opposed to when it, when it happened uh, or if it would have happened in, in the past. This is a deep secondary group. They feel really confident about the guys they have in the building. But the fact of the matter is, no matter how historically good this defense can be, it'll never reach the ceiling that it could have with Trayvon Diggs in the fold. When you look at what Micah Parsons been able to do in the first two games and really have been able to move him around, and I, you know, I just – the way Dan Quinn sets this defense and is able to move guys around into, into certain situations is really fun to watch. But Micah, I think, in my opinion, I want to get yours because you're around it more, mm-hmm. he he could be the first defensive player in a long time to get MVP that's not a quarterback or anybody else. I mean, I think this guy legitimately has a shot at it. No, I think he does, especially in a year where 
he he's in a, a quarterback driven league, no doubt, but there's really not a ton of elite quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at the top of the list would probably be the, the sure thing outside of that. There's really no sure things at the quarterback position, uh, but Micah specifically. And the reason why I know this stat is because I, I do believe if he keeps this trajectory going, he could be in the conversation, but he could be the first since 1986, Lawrence Taylor, Mm-hmm. The last defensive player to win the MVP. Only two have ever won it. And Lawrence Taylor did it in 1986. So if if he continues to play the way that he has, which is possible for Micah Parsons, then yeah, he could certainly be in that fold. Outside of defensive player of the year, sure. Yeah, I think he he could be uh very much so on that list too. But if he's if he's playing like he has been through these first two weeks and can continue that over an entire seventeen game season, which is easier said than done. I think absolutely he's in that conversation and he might be the front runner for MVP, especially uh, if there's nobody else that emerges at the quarterback position. What is the best thing about this offense right now? The way that they're taking care of the football and and, and not only turnovers, but in time of possession too. They won the time over time of possession battle against the team that wanted to win the time of possession battle last week, 42 minutes and 15 seconds to 17 minutes and 45 seconds. I mean, it was the second most time of possession in a non-overtime regular season game in franchise history. They controlled the pace of that game from kickoff to the final whistle. They were in control all the way through. Big reason for that is, one, your, your West Coast system, the way that Mike McCarthy has set up the play calling, keeps the chains moving, keeps the ball moving down the field, and they're able to continue to roll that direction. Uh, but the second thing is that you're not turning it over. Dak Prescott, for the first time since 2021, has back-to-back games without an interception. Uh, he's done so by by making smart decisions, taking the easy read, allowing the defense to, to really give you an indicator on what the offense should do, taking what the defense gives you. And it, that, in turn, has, has provided some success. So, yeah, the defense has stole, stole, stolen the storylines as they should because the defense is just absolutely downright impressive. But I think the offense deserves some love, too, after what they've done these first two weeks. How important is it for Dak to trust the process of this offense? I think it's imperative because if you don't buy into what Mike McCarthy's selling from the West Coast, the Texas Coast offense, then I, especially at the quarterback position, I don't think you have as much success as they've had, but I think that's what Dak has done. Dak has bought into this idea since the moment that Kellen Moore left, since Mike McCarthy is uh, is able to to take over as a play caller. I think he's as much in, invested and plugged into this whole shift of, of mindset uh, as Mike McCarthy is. So having those two on the same page is is imperative. It's it's extremely crucial going especially in the middle to latter parts of the season, because that's when you got to get really creative when teams have film on you and you're still trying to find out who these teams are early. You might have some success, but that doesn't necessarily carry over into the middle of the, the schedule. So I'm interested to see how they continue to adjust and continue to, to push in the right direction. Coming up against the Cardinals, it'll be Dak 100 start. Does that even seem possible? <laughs> you know, it, it, it feels like it's, it was yesterday that he was just a, a Heisman candidate out of Mississippi State. Uh, leading the Bulldogs down the field to, for some big upsets in Starkville. And we're watching him on College Football Saturday saying, hey, he has a chance to be a good developmental quarterback in the NFL. He's going to be a guy that could be a, 
a third or fourth round pick, and he's going to be pretty good one day as a backup in the NFL. Uh, yeah, no, a hundred starts later, just six years down the road. Now, I guess this is his eighth year in the league, but yeah, eight years down the road, a hundred games later, and he's a franchise quarterback. So he's, he's, it's hard to believe even based off of the, the thought that we had back in 2016, that he's gotten to this point, but he's overcome all of those odds. And he's shown that he is a valuable, valuable piece of this franchise and somebody that the Cowboys want to, to build around and, and continue to build toward. How healthy is this offensive line right now, Kyle? Oh, why you got to ask the hard questions? Sorry. Why you got to ask the tough <laughs> questions? The, the, the health across the board, it's an interesting thought because this is going to be the first time, Ward, this week, as long as nothing happens between now and Sunday afternoon, that the Cowboys will have their top five offensive linemen on the field at the same time since 2021. It's been two seasons, almost two uh, full seasons, where the the Cowboys have not had their offensive line. Because, of course, you you talk about the latter parts of 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, You had everybody healthy. You had Lyle Collins in the fold, who you would classify as your top guy. Then when you drafted Tyler Smith last year, Tyron Smith goes down. So he's out for a significant amount of time. When he makes his return, Terrence Steele goes down. So they don't play on the same offensive line together at all in 2022 so this is the first time especially now that Terrence Steele's been banged up you've had Tyler Smith out for these first two games Zach Martin's been on the injury report Tyler Biotis has been on the injury report the only guy that hasn't been really is Tyron Smith and he's been on there for an ankle injury but he hasn't missed any time all these other guys have at least missed time through either the training camp process or practices this season so now that they're going to have all five guys on the field at the same time, you have all five guys on the injury report at some time this season. So it's really an odd thought process, but Tyler Biata should be good to go. He came up with a hamstring injury in practice yesterday. Uh, doesn't seem to be super serious, says Mike McCarthy this morning. Um, it, Tyler Tyler's going to be back. It seems like he's going to plug right back into that left guard spot. Tyron's good. Zach Martin's good. Terrence Steele's good. So overall, Everybody's a thumbs up, but you're keeping a close eye on that health moving into the rest of the regular season. Kyle Yeoman's Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, is it imperative that Michael Gallup shows up this week for this team? I think it's it's it would be an added plus. Is it imperative? Not necessarily, just because I think now it's imperative that CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks show up more than Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think for Michael Gallup, he may look at it as it's an imperative. He has two catches this year for 13 yards. And even he's going to tell you that that's not enough. Uh, Only four targets. Uh, One thing I will say for those that have been critical with Michael Gallup through the first two weeks of the season, I get it. He had a disappointing year last year. You're expecting him to get back in the fold to what he looked like prior to the injury, but he had a big role last week because sauce Gardner does not travel. The all pro cornerback from the New York jets does not travel. He stays on the same side of the field, every snap. And Michael Gallup took away sauce Gardner because then it allowed for CD lamb to have a mismatch. It allowed for Jalen Tolbert to have a mismatch. He might not have had a ton of work in terms of receptions or in terms of yardage, but if you go back and look at the film, he was being covered by sauce Gardner, the entirety of that game. And it it rendered Sauce Gardner, for the most part, ineffective because Dak basically just stayed away from that side of the field, let those guys go after it. 
and then took advantage with C.D. Lamb and Jalen Tolbert on the other side. Cowboys cut Ronald Jones, uh, the running back who was on suspension, and then uh, just went ahead and released him. What does that say about the depth of this running back room to you? I think it's it's deeper than what they anticipated going into training camp, but they feel very comfortable with what they have at that position now that they've seen it a couple different times. And once the, the suspension came down with, with Ronald Jones, you kind of anticipated that, hey, this, this might not be the best uh, best look for him, and it might not have worked out the way that even he anticipated, that the Cowboys anticipated, you, you name it. Uh, I don't think anybody expected Ronald Jones to be out uh, this early in Dallas, but uh, it, it did allow for Dallas to at least evaluate this through through, we, or through two weeks of of regular season actions or an entire real preseason. And uh, Rico Dowdle and Deuce Vaughn distanced themselves from Ronald Jones and what he brought to the table as a running back. So, yeah, uh, I, I feel for Ronald Jones because it was kind of tough. He, he was put behind the eight ball really as as soon as the suspension came down, but. At least Dallas released him following the two games, so he's already served the suspension, and he's good to sign with any of the other NFL teams that might want his services. When you look at what Mike McCarthy's been able to do in the first two games with this Texas Coast offense, are we just really getting a taste of this right now? I I still think that that playbook is – there's a lot more to it than we've seen so far. Oh, I completely agree. I think we're just a couple pages deep into the playbook right now. I don't think they've really revealed a whole lot to this point. They haven't needed to because you jumped right. ahead of, in front of the Giants as much as you did. Uh, you, you took control of time of possession and just were effective with the football against the Jets. You didn't blow the Jets out of the water by any means, but you, you had control of that game from the get-go and let your defense do the rest. And, and that's really the key. I think once we finally see – the pressure put on this offense, you're going to see the playbook open up a little bit more. It may not happen until week five <laughs> against San Francisco, uh, but if that's the case, uh, we'll, we'll be ready for that. But it is the NFL, and you, you can never really chalk up a win, uh, especially on the road, and you got to go face a, an Arizona Cardinals team that's in desperation mode at 0-2 right now uh, with a, a defensive coordinator or a head coach that was a defensive coordinator in your division. So, don't don't think that these are going to be two easy wins for the Cowboys these back-to-back weeks. I think you can expect a win, but they're going to be challenged at times, and they're not going to blow every NFL team out of the water this year. Okay, you answered my question, Kyle. Uh, I was going to say, is there a chance that we don't see maybe the entirety of this offense until the 49ers game? <laughs> and, you, and so there, there is a chance. I mean, and not that they're obviously overlo- not overlooking – the Cardinals or the Patriots, but both those teams are 0-2 for a reason. I think the Patriots are a lot better 0-2, but yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, like maybe they don't really open it up, unless it's a close game late with one of these teams until they see San Francisco. Yeah, and I mean, it, it goes back to the desperation factor because the the Patriots are on the road against the Jets this week in a divisional matchup. If they fall in that game, uh, against the Jets in New York, they'll be 0-3 next week too. So you're going to get everybody's best shot. And, and the, the Cowboys normally do just because of the, the attention and the, the fanfare that's around the organization as a whole. But I, I just don't think the expectation that the Cowboys uh, have right now is we're going to walk in and beat everybody by 30. 
Like that's not the right expectation. And I don't think that is what they're thinking. I think they're saying each opponent is going to bring their best. They're going to bring a unique challenge this week. It's, it's the blitz happy defense. It's Joshua Dobbs, a quarterback who can be very mobile. They're going to challenge you in different ways, but it's whether or not you can roll with the punches and make the right adjustments in order to be successful each and every week. Uh, I'm interested to see when they get challenged for the first time. Cause like I said, it could be week five or it could be in the second quarter against Arizona this week. That's just how crazy the NFL could be with a veteran quarterback for the Cardinals. How does Dan Quinn attack this offense with his defense? Uh, just send Michael Parsons every <laughs> single play, just let him get after it. I think that's probably, that's a pretty good indication of what's happening. I, I think, I think the NFL needs to start adopting the sack of like, a, like an assist, an assisted pressure. Like they need to just put a, a, an assisted pressure. Cause right now, Osa Odigizua leads the Cowboys defense in pressure rate. He has pressures on 28% of the dropbacks from opposing quarterbacks. Osa Digizua is a great player. He should not be leading the team <laughs> in pressures. But the reason why he is is because Micah Parsons is destroying the rest of the offensive line, and it's allowing for these guys to play free. By the way, guess who's fourth on that list? In the NFL, out of the NFL pressure, pressure rate, it's, it's Osa Digizua, Micah Parsons number two, some other guy at number three, and then number four, it's the it's Demarcus Lawrence on the other <laughs> side of the line of scrimmage. Wow. So, Micah Parsons is doing that for everyone else on this defensive line. I think we need to start giving him an assist. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's do an assisted pressure. Next-gen stats, somebody get on the line. we got to get something going here. I think <laughs> Micah Parsons would lead the league in assists uh, at the pressure spot. Yeah, Kyle, that's it's, – it's kind of amazing. You could – He's so dominant defensively, and you so rarely see that, you know, with Lawrence Taylor, Aaron Donald, that it's almost comparable to a basketball player like like Luca. He's so mm-hmm. good that everybody else gets open shots all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. And that's that's the thing, is is that's what made Aaron Donald so good in the year that the Rams won the Super Bowl is the fact that he stayed durable, he stayed healthy, but he was consistent. And even when he wasn't pushing the pocket or he wasn't, uh, and he always pushes the pocket, so I probably even shouldn't even say that. But when even when he wasn't getting a sack and he wasn't finishing a play, he was allowing for all the guys around him to be successful. And that's what Aaron Donald did well. He was a nose tackle. He's supposed to do that. Michael Parsons is just so good at what he does that you have to go anywhere else, and the rest of this defense is talented and deep enough to where when a quarterback says, okay, let me run away from 11, now he's got to face 90, he's got to face 97, he's got to face 54, he's got to face uh, 56. I mean, it just it, it's all over this defense, the talent, the speed. Credit to Dan Quinn, but you got to really credit Micah Parsons for starting and setting the tone. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, have we seen the best version of this team yet in the first two games? Ooh, that's a tough one. Probably not. And, and the reason why is, yeah, you won 40 to nothing. That's probably the most dominant win you're going to have. But you're going to see the best version of this team when you need it the most, hopefully. I mean, that's at least my hope. Uh, being in the building, that's what the team wants. Sure. They want to be their best when they're playing the best teams, like San Francisco. I know the Chargers are 0-2, but they'll be on the road in week six. I mean, that's going to be a, an interesting matchup in that game as well. Uh, I want to see I want to see this continue to be the better team when they need it the most down the stretch, and especially 
whenever we come to the playoffs. And without Trayvon Diggs on that defense, it'll be tough, and there are going to be adjustments that need to be made. But you can't let the season end just because of the one injury that, that does provide a bit of adversity. you got to continue to push through that. I'm excited to see how the team does that. And it starts this week against the Cardinals, but I think the better version of what this team's going to look like is going to be when you get tested, you overcome that adversity, and you come out on the other side. I asked you this last week. Avante Turpin got involved in the offense, continues to be involved in the offense. Are we going to see him more offensively as the season goes on and, and, and he really becomes a factor with this offense, you think? I think there's a chance for that. I think more so than anything, they want to get the ball to their playmakers, and I think he would be considered to be one of the playmakers. He may not put up gaudy numbers. He may not put up the massive stats, but I think the, the added element he brings from a vertical standpoint, from a, from a speed standpoint, can open things up for guys like Brandon Cooks. C.D. Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, even the tight ends at times. I mean, he's going to get some some opportunities. I don't think we've seen all from what we're going to see from from Kevante Turpin as an offensive weapon this year, but I also don't know if he'd ever be a featured part of this offense. He would just kind of work into the fold where it, it works best for that unit. Well, I, I think for him, if if I'm going to use him, I'm going to use him on third down because you're going to have to account for him, and if, even if he doesn't – get the ball, you better make sure that you cover him because if he does, you're in trouble. And two, it opens up things other places on third down, like the tight end or Cooks mm-hmm. or C.D. Lamb. I mean, there's so many options that defenses have to account for speed like that. Yeah, they do. And I think at times it's it's interesting because the play calling has, has to be a trial and error thing with Kevontae Turpin because it is such a nuance in the league of having a guy like that with, with that skill set that it might be some trial trial and error. I know there was one play against the Jets where he ran like an inside zone in the red zone, and I didn't love the play call, but it's also they were leading in the game. They're just trying to, to maybe see if it does work or if it doesn't work, and once it doesn't, they're going to throw that out and they'll, they'll look for something elsewhere. But I think the creativity and at least the potential for creativity is there for Javante Turpin and what they could bring to the table uh, with his skill set throughout the year. It's just whether or not they use it in the right way as the season goes along. Well, I also think that it it, it adds an element in Mike McCarthy's play calling that I like, and you mm-hmm. you know what I thought about Kellen Moore, but for Mike McCarthy, you can see what he's trying to do. He's setting things up for later, and that was a play that I think he was setting things up for later with as well, and, and I like that about this offense. Yeah, thinking three steps ahead. That's what you get from a veteran play caller who had done it for so long and and been around it for so long. And I think you're starting to see that with this team. I think you're starting to see Mike McCarthy put his fingerprints on this offense a little bit more as we go along, but without showing all of his cards at once, which Mm -hmm. I think is a good thing for this team. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network with us. Kyle, your score in this game. Give me the Cowboys big 31 to seven final score. Oh. Dallas gets the win over the Cardinals. I think they get challenged early, but then they run away with it because the defense just takes over late. I think it'll be a fun one for Cowboys fans in Arizona and they'll come back three and zero to face the Patriots in week four. All right. What have you got coming up this week for Kyle Yeomans? Ah, so I'm glad you asked that question. I've got a really fun one tonight. The Wakeland Wolverines and the Lone Star Rangers. It's the battle for the El Dorado Whataburger. Every year, nice. They battle. They battle because the two schools are very close to each other. They're separated by like a mile and a half. 
in between the two schools, there's a Whataburger. And <laughs> they, they, they play for the, the right to go to the Whataburger after the game. So if you lose, you, you, you go somewhere else. You go to a different Whataburger. But if you win, you get that one for the night. Uh, Lone Star had won that game eight years in a row up until last year. Ooh. But Wakeland has a chance to win two in a row for the first time in their program's history against Lone Star. So I'm excited about that. And then tomorrow I'm making the trip down I-35. I'll be at McLean Stadium. I'm going to be uh, bu- bumming around with the Baylor Bears and the Texas Longhorns tomorrow night. So uh, that should be a, a whole lot of fun. Going to get to come down and see the family and get to watch some good football. And I mean, I know there's a lot of Texas fans in the area, but I grew up in Waco. So sick them Bears. Let's get after them. Let's pull off the upset and make things really interesting in the Big 12. There he is, Kyle Yeomans, Dallas Cowboys Network. Hey, have a safe trip coming down. Have a great call tonight, and we look forward to talking to you next week. All righty, guys. Thanks for having me, as always. Talk to you soon. All right, there he goes, Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network. He's going to be at McLean Stadium coming up this weekend. That'd be nice. Hopefully he'll be seeing a Baylor upset of number three Texas. Yeah. Both of you are calling it right now, huh? I'm not calling it. I'm hoping. Oh, okay. I, no, I'm not. I'm not predicting it. Unfortunately, I can't get you over there. I, I can't go there. Okay, but right. I, I will. Be, I, you saw you how know. I was trying to pull the rope. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm you know <laughs> lifelong Baylor fan. I'm wearing my Baylor shirt today, but I, I I can't predict a Texas. I mean, a Baylor win. I can root for it and hope for it. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, we'll take the break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on this one as the Press Box continues right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Robinson Coaches Show with Chris Lancaster is brought to you by Triple S Sports. First of all, Coach, let's kind of revisit the Fairfield game. Just you, you, First of all, just an overview of, of, the, of the way the kids played Friday night. Well, very excited how they played. You know, we had a little adversity in the first half and uh, really didn't know, you know, what they were going to do def- defensively to us. They came out when they got the ball and they kind of milked the clock a little bit and they did a great job of keeping the chains moving and went down and scored on us. So, uh, you know, we're behind the eight ball early, but then our kids responded and uh, very proud of how our kids came out uh, and handled that, and especially in the second half. Talk a little bit about the second half. The Eagles get a touchdown on the final play of the first half. What was your message to them in the locker room? And and talk a little bit about how they responded and came out and really just dominated the football game in the second half with three unanswered touchdowns. Well, you know, I think uh, I kind of used my years of experience being this old and and having 30-something years in this business. I could have gone in there and ranted and raved and, and made a fool of myself and, and all that. But, I, you know, these kids are a little bit different nowadays. So my M.O. was to go in there and calm them down, uh, tell them it's going to be okay. And uh, we've had worse on our lip and just kept on whistling. And, uh, and and just let's go execute and do what we're supposed to do and do what we came here to do. And, uh, and that's what they did. And, and uh, you know, I thought our offensive line took over the game, especially in that third quarter. We were able to run the ball, and, and that was our best defense of the night too and then our defense pitching a shutout i mean it was just awesome what do you see in steve almute's football team the the hillsborough eagles well you know i've had a lot of history with hillsborough through my years at academy and and now here and uh, i see a very athletic bunch of kids you know uh, you know it starts
almost everywhere. You know, they're running backs, very athletic. Uh, they've had a little injury bug with their quarterback uh, from their academy game, but I think he's back. We're looking to see if how much he's going to play tonight, but if they don't go with him, they'll go with their starting running back at quarterback, number 10, and uh, boy, this kid can run. He's got all the moves and all that. Uh, they're a spread team, very, you know, spread with a little bit of uh, a tight end, but not much. A lot of counter, a lot of speed option out the back end. They'll try to throw all the RPOs defensively. I like to base out of a 3-4. Uh, they do a good job of staying uh, too high, kind of with the umbrella look, bend, don't break. Uh, not much of blitzing, but I'm sure we'll see a little bit tonight if we do go to the throwing game. Um, but, um, but again, I think it's going to be a great contest. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to how our kids can handle uh, the excitement uh, with this opportunity and, and also being homecoming with everything, all the festivities going on. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. Highway 6 is a mess right now with construction. You know that already. And so Richard Carr is trying to help make buying a new Buick, GMC, or Cadillac even easier. Right now, qualified buyers can save 7000 on a new 2023 GMC Sierra, 1500 and qualified buyers can finance for 0.9%. With dozens of Sierras on the lot, Richard Carr has an inventory and a pricing and financing that will fit your budget. 24 years in Central Texas, Richard Carr has built a reputation that people you can trust and count on for all your automotive needs. Richard Carr is run by proud Central Texans and proud Baylor Bears. Log on to richardcarr.com today or go by and see them right now on Highway 6 in the Imperial Exit. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered.
Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide's Aaron Sexton along with you as high school football on your plate tonight, college football on your plate tomorrow, and the NFL on your plate Sunday, all right here through our stations. So you can get a complete football weekend only with Eminem Broadcasters. ESPN Central Texas brings you Baylor tomorrow. Of course, Robinson tonight. And Cowboys on Sunday. Fox will have Temple tonight. And we'll have the Crusaders of University of Mary Harden Baylor tomorrow night. And, of course, Lorena and China Spring on our stations tonight as well. And the high school scoreboard show. So you can you can just sit back, relax, and enjoy some football. Major League Baseball winding down. An important weekend for the Texas Rangers coming up this weekend. And uh, some teams have already clinched a playoff berth Baltimore and Tampa Bay they've clinched the playoff berth they're going to be in the playoffs uh there's uh, also Atlanta of course as they are 98 and 55 wow uh and the Los Angeles Dodgers have clinched their division the Braves and the Dodgers are the only two that have clinched their division eliminated from the playoffs the Rockies St. Louis is out Washington is out Oakland of course the Los Angeles Angels have been eliminated now. Kansas City Royals have been eliminated. Boy, they've had a tough season. And the White Sox have been eliminated. The Boston Red Sox have been eliminated from playoff contention. One team that has not been eliminated and is your Texas Rangers as they are a half game back of Houston. And they start a series tonight as they are tied 84-68. and 68. Identical records for the Rangers and the Mariners. Aaron... I ask you, how big is this series in Arlington coming up this weekend? This is the biggest series, non-playoff series that the Rangers have ever had. Because it, okay. it, it's going to determine whether they make the playoffs this year. And they've been so up and down, you don't know what to expect from them. So you just kind of have to tune in <laughs> and cross your fingers, hold your breath, and hope for the best. <laughs> Cross your fingers and hold your breath for the Texas Rangers to get into the playoffs. Now, look, isn't it a bonus if they somehow get into the playoffs? And, look, anything can happen once you get there. I, I get all that. This bullpen is still not very good, although it was better day before yesterday with Martin Perez coming in and, and shutting things down and giving them a chance to really – uh get a win that I didn't think that they were going to come back and get. But, I mean, if they get into the playoffs, aren't you just getting every, a bonus? Isn't that just gravy? Or are you going to be stingy? You want you want the playoffs now, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, no, it's a way – I don't want to say – well, it is. Anytime you're this close and you've had this good a year and you don't make the playoffs, it's a disappointing season mm-hmm. no matter what the expectations were before the season. Right. And they've just been so good, and they've been devastated by injuries. You've lost your best two pitchers to injuries. You won't have them as you finish the season or for the playoffs if you make it. And you've lost so many pieces of your batting order at different times in the year. It's, right. Like I said, it's amazing they're in this in this situation. I thought it was amazing anyway that they were in this situation, but I get it. Fans, all of a sudden – you come out of spring training and you got a hot baseball team and they're a lot better than you thought they were going to be, it's real easy to get excited about. And I think that this team is leaps and bounds ahead of where they are. 
Don't forget, coming up this afternoon, 2 o'clock, you'll have John Morris. And then from 3 to 6, it is Matt Mosley leading you into high school football right here across our airwaves. And tune into the High School Scoreboard Show with Stephen Simcox and Lark Smith coming up tonight. And get all the scores as you're driving home to whatever game you're going to. Have a great weekend, everybody. And, and we'll do this again on Monday. Have lunch with us right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Ward White. So until next time. So long, everybody. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals live from State Farm Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Restrictions apply. Stock limited. See dealer for details. Now's the time to buy your new.